Genre. Welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future Part 3, one yellow minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez and the news. I'm Greg Wyshynski of Yahoo Sports Puck Daddy blog, and I think you two should lighten up, you jerks. <laughs> oh, God. I, I, iconic. I have so much to say. <laughs> uh, so today we are going back to minute 60. We're an hour into this movie. Man. Yeah, we're an hour in. Crazy. Uh, which starts with Mad Dog looking incredulously at Marty and ends with uh, one of uh, Mad Dog's posse saying, Monday will be fine. Yeah, this was kind of the minute for me where uh, Buford, Mad Dog, Tannen's gang really stepped up to the plate in terms of Back to the Future gang members. It makes me sad that they don't have character names. We have character names for mm. the 55 gang. We have character names for the 2015 gang, Griff's gang. But mm. we don't have names for them. It's weird. Josh, yeah. White Josh, Greg, <laughs> and um, the other one. Well, mm-hmm. they I feel like they actually probably have less to do than the other Biff gangs, no? They do. That's true. They're more window dressing than the other Biff gangs. Right. If anything, this might be the most lines they have in the whole movie is just minute or minute and then the one going over there, you know, next. But boy, on, did, on, boy did they save the best for now, though. It's a great line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. I think I think they 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 seem to have such a good chemistry between the three of them that I'm sad that the movie doesn't use them more. I mean, I'm not saying like, I mean, the movie feels pretty finely tuned as is, but it it I, I it would have been cool to see more of them. I think. Well, I think I think, and your point's well taken. Where where you know the movie is sort of spot the reference. It's kind of right. weird how they didn't tie in them closer to the other incarnations of the gang in the previous films too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I, I don't know. Like, maybe they asked Billy Zane and he was like, no, I'm busy. Who knows? Well, no, no, no. Because the gang has never been the same. Griff's gang were all different character. Were ever, oh, all different that's actors. very true. Because yeah, Griff's Biff's gang had like gang, a girl. The, the, and... only thing, the only thing that throws it off, and the reason why you probably think that it's the same, is because Biff's gang in 1955 is the same in alternate 1985. Um, oh, but they're literally the same characters. So right, 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 right. that's the only time. Usually it is different actors. But it does bum me out that they don't have names. Like, I feel like at least the novelization should have given them names, but apparently not. Oh, really? They don't? No, no, no names. Oh, because it would be on the wiki if it was in the novelization, I guess. Right, right. Um, Hey, in the novelization, are there any references to our old friend's officer's recent Officer Foley? I don't think so. Not in the third movie, no. <sighs> they could totally be, like, you know, duly appointed, like, deputies. Yeah, but I feel like it would be stretching believability if a single tiny town had like four police officers. 
or lawmen. Stretching credibility in the films about a time-traveling DeLorean. <laughs> That's well, I just mean, like, if you have that many... If you have that many law people in this town, like how is Mad Dog even a thing? No, I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah, that's 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 my point. I guess I'm I talking. Know. It's like a high noon situation where Reese and Foley are like, maybe maybe we could be something more than just citizens. Maybe we could rise up. Yeah, and take back our town. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be on board for that. Um. So uh. So this is the infamous moment. When uh, Mad Dog refers to Marty as Yella, which is uh, this film's uh, version of chicken. Well, well, first we need to talk about Marty's absolutely incredible dig at Biff after lighten up, jerk. Lighten up, jerk is like the most is like Canadian for like, go F yourself. <laughs> well, and, 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 but, but, listen, listen. I, I have to step in here as as the hockey writer. Uh, the the worst thing a Canadian can say to you, as far as you having a bad attitude, is give your head a shake. That is what Canadians say. Wow. Uh, they they instruct you to give your head a shake if you if you've been told Dude, to give your head to a give shake. Give your head a shake, man. Yeah, I mean, that, to dance with her. Or or the other one would be, uh, you know. Like, like, hey, uh, I, I think uh, you're a jerk. And then they say, take off, eh? That's, <laughs> That's the other one they say. That's amazing. <laughs> God, if no, you were uh, to say take off, eh? The, the specific, like, motion or, 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 or visual of Marty pointing. Point, it's the point. It, the point is, is what makes it incredible. It's him pointing and saying, lighten up, jerk. It reminds me, it reminds me of that infamous panel from X-Men of Kitty Pride saying, Professor Xavier is a jerk. Yeah, it's so like, he's like a pouty teenage girl. Like, (laughs) hey, you guys need to leave her alone. Because that is not nice. She's kind of, he's kind of channeling like Paris Geller a little bit even. Well, but what's great about it is after he says it, none of the what he just said means absolutely anything to yeah. Mad Dog because he has to like confer with his posse and they're just like, I, I don't know. I also I love the idea that in this world, th- this Tannen, Mad Dog Tannen might be the smartest Tannen. Because he's the only one who knows, who doesn't have the pride that the other Tannins have, where he's willing to look at his posse and be like, you guys are the smart ones. Can somebody explain to me what he just said? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a bummer because like the, the, the Tannins seem to be getting less and less refined as time goes by. When you look at mm-hmm. this guy going all the way to like Griff, you know? Right. Um. I just, uh, I, 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 I just really like that he confers with his posse. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of my favorite things about Mad Dog, I think. Um, but he accepts that it's some sort of diss because he says mighty strong words, runt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> runt. Runt. These are, these are all fighting words. Mm-hmm. But, but Marty is, Marty is, uh, is such a runt. He is. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's literally the runt of the litter. 
And figuratively, yeah. he he kind of acts like a runt. I mean, he, yeah, yeah, because his his brother's really tall. Yeah, yeah, and even Linda, like Linda's, like seems to be more like f- like filled out or like bigger than him, right? Not like in a, like in an insulting way, but you know what I mean. Just like she's just yeah, like they both seem to just yeah. be bigger than Marty. And yet, and yet, Seamus, <laughs> I think Seamus McFly is, is bigger than him in this film. If I'm, if I'm yeah, mistaken, like right? even even Seamus seems to carry himself in like a more of a maybe it's because just the age and pride of being like a, a father and a family man. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he did, he did, he did, yeah, and he killed two rabbits today. I mean, he, he's a man. This this whole sequence. Marty, I mean, you you keep talking about him being sort of seeming like a pothead. This 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 uh, <laughs> sure, in yeah. this scene or in in this in this trilogy, I really think it's just this scene because this scene is like Marty at his most shaggy. Yeah, <laughs> you know? no, he's like at a party that like not really anyone in- invited, it, or he doesn't know anyone here, and right. now he's just like, hey man, who is this guy? Like that's not cool. <laughs> you don't push girls on the ground. It's very, very Lebowski-esque. It's very, it's a beverage here, man. Hey, man. Kind of thing. <laughs> you're harshing the vibe here, man. <laughs> well, that's like, enough, that, jerk. that's you're like, that's like your- not push women uh, to the ground. It's like your opinion, man. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, you, maybe you guys should just, like, go. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm just, he's like wearing sunglasses. He's like smoking. <laughs> Uh, so Mad Dog says, uh, you know, are you, you gonna, you gonna back up those, uh, strong words with anything other than a pie plate? And then Marty is just like, all right, I'm walking away. And what I like about this is that this is Marty having learned a lesson because in the beginning of this movie, we had some confusion about what he was talking about when he said, oh, if I had just ignored Biff and just walked away, none of this would have happened. Right. This the, is all the, my the, fault. The thing we kind of credited to kind of pandery writing earlier. Right, right. But it, but everyone else said that they, they think it's about that moment by the, the door at, after the dance um, when uh, when Biff gets knocked out. Right. Um, but uh, but yeah, so this is that moment. This is like earlier he said, if only I had walked away from Biff, none of this would have happened. And so he's trying to walk away from Biff now. But, you know, this this damn tannin had to call him yellow. I guess it's kind and, of his uh, like George Bailey losing the money, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. But like I said in a previous installment, man, like the the whole yellow chicken thing. It was just I, I feel like they did it a hundred times in this movie for some reason. And I know it's an essential part of the character after the last film, but boy, boy howdy, you could have done it once and left it there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, cause the whole thing is that, you know, he's he's ultimately going to make a uh a, a change about his pride at the end of this movie, and that's sort of his character arc between the two movies, but it's uh, it, it's rough because yeah, a, it comes we up heavy a handed. Yeah, it's a bit yeah. heavy handed. He learns right. that if he wants to make the world a better place, he has to take a look at himself and make the change. That's right. Right, right, right. I mean, the the thing is, is like Marty is a very prideful character. I mean, his whole thing in the first movie is that he wishes his he had a truck and he wishes he Could had all of his, his impressive. 
Yeah, he just wishes he had like he had like uh, a better family. Like he wishes his family wasn't such losers, and you know he wishes he had a truck and all. And he and he, and he wishes he, his band was more successful. He wishes like, he had all more these money. Things. He wishes he would have sex with his girlfriends. But he wishes, <laughs> right. wishes he was a little bit taller. He wishes he was a baller. As <laughs> <laughs> we all know, uh, his fame, his fame, the famous song they played that he was as he was going to school. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so so the pride was always the pride element was always built into his character but now they've sort of taken it to the nth degree with this whole coward thing um and it's uh yeah it's it's not great i did look up uh yellow okay um because i wanted to know like what is this actually in reference to you wanted to make sure it wasn't in reference to the people who built the railroad or some yeah. crazy racist thing <laughs> right that's that's exactly what i wanted to look up because when i started thinking critically about it i was like i you know i've always heard of that but you were you I were never worried really about it possibly about being it. like an eeny meeny miny mo situation right exactly um so i looked it up and uh it's apparently in regards to dead lizards. Oh, of course. Oh. That like lay on their back and then their yellow belly is up in the air. Mm. Okay. I, I, I and I guess I guess the idea is that like, oh, like if you went near a lizard, like it would run away from you, not toward you, I guess. Or would like pretend is to the, be dead. Yeah, I guess that's the idea. Oh, um, that's a good point, man. That might be it. Like you like he's he's so scared that he's pretending to be dead. Yeah, yeah. you're yeah. yellow. You're a yellow bellied son of a. I know yellow belly. I'm not pretending to be a dead lizard. You take that back. <laughs> yeah. So apparently, the yellow belly thing. It was. It did start out as racial. Um, oh, okay. Well, okay. but it wasn't about. <laughs> it wasn't about the individuals. Uh, building the railroad, it was actually, it was still the lizard thing, and it was in reference to the Mexican army. Uh-oh. Because a lot of, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of lizards in Mexico, and uh, so the Mexican army were yellow bellies, according to the American army. Wow. We are, yeah. we are terrible. We're terrible people. Yep. You know, I, 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 I said this already, but I, um, I watched Gangs of New York last night and, um, (laughs) if that movie taught me anything, it's that we've always been kind of a disgusting, ridiculous, hot mess of a country, Uh but, but somehow the good has always just barely outweighed the bad on our best days. And, uh, I think it's just our job to, uh, to keep it that way. That said, the dead lizards completely could have been a gang in New York. That, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And here are the dead lizards, and it's just like five Mexicans. Orale. We're here too. <laughs> and Liam is like, all right, cool. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> oh, man. Um, it's been a good week, guys. Yeah, well, I really like the uh, the exchange back and forth with uh, with the uh, you know with, with oh the Tannen schedule being like, yeah the schedule yeah yeah with the the scheduling of the of the of the fight like oh we're gonna finish this right now uh, actually the marshal has our guns Buford 
What about it, tomorrow? We're ro- robbing the Pine City stage, which apparently is is the Pine City stagecoach. Oh. I don't know why they call it stage because it makes me think they're robbing a theater. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. which yeah is I, uh, it's I really love funny. This scene. It's almost kind of almost. Like Gilmore Girlsy, or or actually, I really like the idea of they're like we're robbing this Pine City stage, and it's like a euphemism. Like they're they're actually putting on a show, and they're just gonna we're gonna yeah. rob all those people of their night because yeah. it's gonna be amazing. Yeah, <laughs> working on it was a chain a, gang. We'll chain. It was gang. A, it was a fun, goofy little aside uh, that uh, again did did a good job restoring balance to the film after the extraordinarily heavy few minutes that surrounded it. Yes. Yeah, definitely. It's just when you think it's going to get too dark, the movie the movie makes things comfortable again. There you go. <laughs> well, Greg, you made it through uh, uh, another stint on a movie by minute podcast, and no one died. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed, but I mean, uh, the fates are what they are. I Someone thought I would get to, to see. Die. Yeah, but even then, like I'm sure that I wouldn't have been around for the actual death scene because it is, of course, the two-day murder bullet. Um, But no, it it was extraordinarily fun. It was fun uh, revisiting this film. I I was telling you boys off air that like I hadn't seen it for a while and, and, uh, and you know, it's, it's quaint. It's a, it's a, it's a fun, it's a fun way to wrap up the trilogy. It clearly Mm -hmm. meant a lot to the people involved to wrap it up in this manner. Um, And, uh, and it was, it was good to revisit it. I, I hadn't watched it in a while. And uh, and I think that it's better than I remembered it being, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah, definitely. Now, it may just be that, like, since I saw it for the first time and maybe since the last time I saw it all the way through, um, there's been a lot of steam steampunk crap that's happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now this movie seems better and fresher and uh, and 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 better because of it <laughs> like when you compare yeah. this when you compare this movie and it's sort of steampunky aspects to like wild wild west like yeah. you feel a lot better about this movie oh yeah for sure yeah, I, I think it's i think it's gotten better with age i think when we were i think in the late 90s or just the 90s in general i think it was remembered as kind of disappointing but i think now right. 20 years later it's starting to uh it almost it really- almost has a a it it almost feels like part of a of a of a series, you know. It feels like part, maybe maybe part of like a high end prestige television series, and I don't mean that as a as a diss. But it, it, after you get done with it, you're almost like, oh well, now I kind of wish they had gone back and revisited other genres uh, mm-hmm, through yeah. history. You like, know? what if they travel to the bottom yeah. of the sea? Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, or, or even like Bill and Tedded it up and like went to different. You know, historical times and, and had adventures there. It made it made me it made me want more of it, and and I don't necessarily feel like I felt that way when I first saw it. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, I think it's it's I I think 2015 had a lot to do with everyone's sort of like restructuring of the of the trilogy in their mind because i think for the longest time everyone thought back to the future three was the weakest one right and then i think when everyone rewatched part two during the 2015 
for uh, the shenanigans, the, the almanac the, year. Or, right. Yeah. Everyone was like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, revisited part three and was like, Oh, okay. I, you know, this is a lot better than yeah. I remember it being. Once you get past the almanac and the hoverboard, you're like, Oh, this is a, a horrible, dark, nasty film. Yeah. And then, and then this is a palate cleanser, a bit of a bit of a bit one. Absolutely. Well, uh, Greg, thanks so much for joining us this week. It was a lot of fun. My pleasure. Uh, thanks for having yeah. me. I, I, I appreciate it. And, uh, and, uh, and thanks for in, indulging me. And oh, yeah. uh, if you wanted to find more about me, mm-hmm. I'm at uh, the Puck Daddy blog on Yahoo Sports. I'm at, uh, on Twitter at Wyshynski, W-Y-S-H-Y-N-S-K-I. And I've got two podcasts. got Puck Soup, a Nerdist, where we are frequently one of the highest listen to Nerdist podcast, which isn't easy when there's like the Nerdist wow. podcast and also Pete Holmes there. And yeah, then I have uh, Merrick versus Wachinski, which is the more hockey centric one on uh, Sportsnet. You can find it all on iTunes. Nice. Nice. Uh, so we will be back uh, on Monday with a new minute. Uh, in the meantime, if you just can't wait to hear us until Monday, uh, you can go to our Patreon at duelinggenre.com slash support. And uh, you'll go to our Patreon page there, and then anyone who subscribes at the $5 level or higher will gain access to Back to the Future Minute No Roads Edition, our weekend edition podcast where we talk about all things Back to the Future and uh, basically just blatantly rip off Star Wars Minute um, as much as possible. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, there's uh, there's there's like almost 30 episodes of No Roads Edition up on our Patreon uh, for you guys to uh, listen to a whole back catalog. I have a feeling that some people are probably saving those for when the show ends. So then they'll have, uh, you know, something like 30, 35 hours of shows to go back and listen to. Um, but uh, yeah, so those are those. Those are there at the Patreon. And uh, and we we, uh, we hit our sticker goal. So we're starting to send out stickers every month to uh, to our patrons. So if you want a Back to the Future Minute sticker, Uh, You know where to go. Anyway. um, All right. We'll be back on Monday with Minute 61. Bye. Thanks, everybody. Bye.